As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blind Since Birth call for July 29th, 2021. My name is Herbie Allen, and I will be your main host this evening. But I am joined on stage by two wonderful people, Belinda Collins, who uh, is an ACB assistant, and her husband, Wayne Menzinger, who is going to be leading our discussion tonight with the uh, leading question. And... This good evening, call- everyone. Thank you for yeah, joining us. Good evening, us. everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> yes, indeed. So this call is going to be driven by you, and how this is going to work is we're going to ask a question, and Wayne, if you want to ask the question and then give your answer real quick, and that'll give everybody time to raise their hands and participate, and then Belinda and I, at some point, we will take opportunities to answer the question as well, but we want to do our best to make sure everybody gets an opportunity to speak. And I'm going to turn things over to our wonderful host, Chanel Allen, who is going to let you all know how you can participate. Chanel? Yes, if you wish to participate and you are on your PC, begin by raising your hand with Alt-Y, then unmute with Alt-A. And no matter what device you use, you are not able to unmute until I give you the ability to do so. On your Mac, if you wish to join in, raise your hand with Option-Y, mute and unmute by finding the unmute button or Command-Shift-A. If you are on your iPhone, the raise hand is in the middle of the screen. And then once you're able to unmute, that is in the lower left-hand corner. And if you're calling in via telephone keypad, star nine will raise your hand. Star six will mute and unmute. Thank you. Very good, Chanel. And uh, thank you as always. And with that, I'm going to turn things over to Wayne. All right. Hey, good evening, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this Blind Since Birth call. We greatly appreciate it. Um, And the question for tonight is, what are some of the advantages of being blind from birth as opposed to losing your sight later on in life? Uh, In my opinion, there are a lot of of advantages uh, to being blind since birth. The majority of them being your other four senses kick in. A lot of sighted people think that you know, we have bionic hearing or whatever, but it, it isn't that. What it is, is our senses just become more acute because they need to be without, I mean, it's any other sense. If you lose your hearing, your other four senses would kick in. It's the same thing. If you lose your vision, your other four senses are going to kick in and they're going to take over where your sight may be lost. Whereas people who lose their sight later in life, they haven't been taught, their body hasn't been taught for the other, other senses to kick in. So it's much harder for them, I believe. And if you, uh, Herbie or Belinda have anything to add to that, you may. 
Well, before we add to that, do we have any callers? Uh, raise hands. We do. We have seven of them. Would you like to begin? All right. Yes. Yeah, so we'll do um, two call-up raised hands, and then Belinda, you can take your turn if you'd like, and then we'll do two more raised hands, and I will take my turn. The first person we have is Anne. Anne, you may unmute. Hey, everybody. Um, Wayne, I have to agree with you that being blind from birth, your do your senses do kick in, and like with with um, listening to synthetic speech, you learn you can train your brain how to listen faster. Whereas people with um, vision loss later in life don't necessarily have that ability. Some can, some can't. Um, but not only that. You also learn how to adapt a lot better when you're blind from birth. You grow up learning how to do it, whereas it's harder when you lose your vision, I think, to adapt and to learn how to live as a, you know, to learn the blind skills that people need. So I think it's, I'm not going to say easier because it is definitely difficult, but I still think that it's, it's more challenging when you lose your vision later in life from what I've heard. Very good. And I'll be speaking to that a little bit later on in terms of losing something. But um, okay, thank you for that, Anne. And uh, who do we have next? The next person we have is a phone number with area code 614 ending 370. You may unmute. Welcome. I believe you're from Ohio. I am. This is Melody from Columbus. I would wholeheartedly agree with that statement. I I've known so many people who have lost vision later than life. I, I tutored a man who lost his in his 60s to a suicide attempt, Braille, and I couldn't let him be, you know, alone. And he had gone to a school for the blind, I forget where. And he wasn't really um, able to catch on to independent living skills. And I felt bad because he was in a group home with caregivers and he was having such a tough time. And his ex-wife was PO'd at him. And, you know, it was just, and now I can't find him. He was a veteran and... I I just didn't want to see him. And he was kind of, once he figured out there were things like Guide, Dragon, the types of software, he was wanting to not learn Braille, not work with me anymore. So I stopped dragging my big old electric Brailler into the, the consumer-operated drop-in center I was going to. And I just, you know, I, I, I people that have lost vision later, they're, they're just, they're terrified. And I would not change my blindness for anything. It's everything else that's going on now that I would give anything to go back before and not be known for. But yeah. I totally agree. And, you know, just to not get sidetracked here, but I'm totally intrigued by the concept of an electric brailer. Um, I'd love to talk to you about that, what that is at some point. But uh, I don't have it now, but yeah, it's, it's I, I would love a manual. It was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Well, um, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Melanie. And uh, let's go to our onstage personalities, Belinda. Hey, everybody. So I, I actually agree with Anne uh, and Wayne um, in that being blind from birth, we do we do adjust uh, because that's what we have to do. Um, we grow up learning every day, adjusting. Um, to our surroundings and our other senses just kind of taking over. And we learned, uh, for instance, for me with Braille, uh, it was something I I felt it was easier for me to do uh, learning as a child. And I I know that a lot of people who lost their sight later in life, it is more of a challenge for them to learn Braille. Um, not necessarily for everyone, but for the average person, from what I can tell, um, 
also with computer skills, things like that, because, um, you know, it's kind of a survival mode from the beginning for us versus uh, someone who is learning later. Yes, it is survival mode for them at that point, but they are having to adjust from a standpoint of all their lives, you know, using their site, whereas we didn't have that. So we do have that advantage. Um, and as we get older, I feel like some, for some of us, it's easier to um, even be a support system for those who are losing their site later um, to encourage them and say, hey, you know, it it is possible, you know, this can be done or that can be done. Um, and we have that advantage of showing them uh, different ways that things can be done, different concepts. So uh, that's my take on uh, just being blind from birth and the advantages of it. I mean, I could go into a lot of other things, but we want to give other people an opportunity to speak as well. Definitely. All right. And good points there, Belinda. Okay, let's take two more raised hands and then I will give my perspective. So, the next Michelle, person is yep. Melissa. Melissa, welcome. Hi there, um, Herbie, and thank you, Chanel. Hi, Belinda, and um, I forgot the other person's name, sorry. Wayne. Wayne, Wayne hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, yeah, nice to meet you, too. Thank you. Um, so I'm Melissa from Berrien, Washington, and I have been blind since birth. Um, obviously, that's why I'm here. Um, <laughs> and it's my first time on this call, by the way. Well, we, we, we accept oh, all welcome. callers. Um, you know, you can probably oh, very good. relate the most if you're blind since birth, but, you know, we're, we're not going to reject anybody who calls in. So. Right. No. Sure. J just to point out to the ACB radio listeners. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so I have heard people that were that were blind later in life say that the challenging thing for them was reading Braille. That was like the hardest skill they ever had to master, plus learning mobility. And I can tell you that I've been reading and writing Braille since I was six years old. So I've been blind all my life. And I have found that it's actually easier to learn Braille when you were born blind and learn and to learn technology as opposed to when you lost your vision later in life. Because like Belinda said, we have to adapt to our senses at an early age. We just have to do that. And I've even known blind people that have been blind all their lives and they they hate braille. They can't stand braille. They don't even want anything to do with it. They they just they just don't want to have that luxury and they don't like to feel things. That they, you know, quote unquote right. feel things tactily like uh and that goes also with people that are partially blind cuz I have a close friend. She lost her sight later in life and I I was I was in the same program she was in when she lost her sight and I was going through that same program. And I can remember she did not like to feel things with her hands. If she dropped something and went to pick it up, she would use her feet to try to feel for it instead of her hand. And she didn't like to use her hands that much. And I remember the teachers kept harping on her and saying, Treva, you've got to feel with your hands. That's just the way that we have to operate as blind people. And now she's like super independent, you know, and I've taught her a lot too. So I would say that learning Braille and mobility and technology are probably the easiest things to do as a person who's been blind from birth, because like I said, we have to adapt at an early age. Definitely. And, you know, just one thing I want to mention thank in regards you. to, oh, was somebody saying something? I was just, thank you. 
<laughs> okay, you're welcome. You know, I just want to mention, now, I'm not part of the Braille Revival League or anything like that, and I don't like to read Braille books, but I, one of the important aspects of Braille for me that I use it for a lot is being able to read room numbers. So like at my university or in a um, like a building like a doctor's office, being able to read room numbers, you know, is a very crucial task that makes me be independent. So there are some very small case uses for Braille that you might not think of that could really mm-hmm. help yeah, that's true. out um, greatly. So just the independence of being able to read room numbers, um, you, you know, that are properly Braille, Braille labeled is a very crucial skill. And, um, you know, and yeah, you can do some of these things with technology, but it's, sometimes it's easier not to have to. So, okay, who do we have next? The next person we have is area code 330, ending 157. I believe that is oh, Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie, I'm, not, I'm yep. here. Welcome. Hey, yeah. I, yeah, I do. Uh, the being blind, uh, even though um, I, I may be deaf in one ear, but I can still hear out the other ear, and it kind it helps me get around pretty well. And um, and I, I like uh, using computers, and I like I can do other things like play the piano and swim and talk on the phone and do other things. Excellent. And I can read Braille and. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, thank you, Stephanie. Great to have you on here, as always. She is one of our newer callers, I believe. Um, But, uh, you know, so. All right. So I'm going to give you my perspective. And it's kind of the same track, but there is a slight difference that I'm going to introduce here. You know, for me, one of the advantages of being blind since birth is not so much the easily adapting all that. It's the fact that I've not lost anything. I never... In my case, I was born blind. I wasn't born, like, as a preemie or lost my sight as a baby. You know, I never had sight in at all. And so, for me, I never lost anything. So, being blind from birth, it is my world. It doesn't matter. I mean, I'm grateful to live today where we have the technology and stuff that we do have, but it wouldn't matter to me what era I lived in because I'd have, you know, it would be my world and I'd have to use the things in it to make use of it. You know, I get questions from people, um, oh, was it hard for you to learn Braille? And, you know, my quip is usually, well, was it hard for you to learn print? Um, You know, you can't compare the two because I didn't have to learn print and then learn Braille on in life. And, but this leads me to a disadvantage in that I can't relate to sighted people. Um, I get a lot of well-meaning people who want to pray for my sight to be restored. Now, I'm this is not I, I am a Christian, so I'm not bashing that. But what I am, what is uh, you know, people don't understand that you know, for me, I wouldn't know how to be sighted. I've never been it. I'd have to learn. It would be like a sighted person going blind later on in life. You know, I can say, oh, it's so super easy, but I've been blind all my life. And a sighted person might look at me, would, you know, has said to me, well, you don't know till you try, but it's like, okay, but I, my brain is adapted to the blind way of understanding things. Like, you know, just even with the computer navigation, I wouldn't know what the various graphics meant or anything like that. I'd have to learn all those. I'd have to learn how to read print letters and not just print letters, but print letters that are close together and cursive and handwriting. 
Um, and, you know, my brain would have to learn how to process that. And, you know, I know it's not easy because we've talked about how, you know, blind people struggle that lose their sight later on in life struggle with learning, you know, how to read Braille, something that I perceive as super easy to, you know, read and write in. So, um, it, it, you know, I've never lost sight to begin with. And that I th think from easy advantage and, you know, I've, I had a situation once where I lost uh, the tip of my finger. I was able to get it back, but I was like, okay, how am I going to live with, um, one less of a finger or I've had a couple major ear infections where I lost hearing and it's like, Oh, okay. You know, how am I going to do that? But then I'm like, but you know, a person who is hard of hearing, you know, could easily look at me who's never had it their whole life and go, you know, let's, you know, you have to learn how to do it. And for me, it would be learning new ways. I've fortunately, I did regain my hearing, but, uh, you know, I, so for me, it's what I've never lost. So that is my perspective on that. And let's go back to you guys. So Chanel, who do we have next? Next, we have Pam Coffey. Pam, you may unmute. Hello. Hello. Fascinating Pam. presentation tonight. Uh, I echo what all the others have been saying. Um, one that I would add an advantage is that for those of us who have been blind since birth is, hey, we never had to turn the light on in order to read a book because we were reading no. Braille. <laughs> and as far back as I can remember, I pre have preferred Braille over talking books. Talking books are fine, but I just really have always liked to get my hands on that page and, and read. And there are times that you can read Braille in certain circumstances where you may not have access to a, a talking book. A disadvantage, and this is a big one, is that those of us who have never had sight have no first-hand understanding of color. And nope. your most sighted people don't get that. They all they can think of is in terms of color, 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 and you know. <laughs> and for yes, some connect of the us, red cords with the blue cords, and if you do yeah. something bad's going to happen. Yeah. And some of us just don't get it. I mean, in my head, I know that maybe a certain shade of red might not go with a certain shade of green, but because I can't see color. Um, I don't always know is, does this shade of red, um, <laughs> yeah. part of an outfit go with this shade of green. And if you use color identifiers, um, I have several of them on my phone. I don't have a standalone. They're so, they're way expensive. Um, but I can bring up one color identifier and hold it up to a a garment and it will say describe it as a certain color or a certain combination of colors and then I can go to a different app using the same garment the same amount of lighting the same distance 
and it says something totally different. And you think, okay, which one am I supposed to believe? Well, so, you know, you've made me think of a great topic at some point. How do we deal with colors? Um, yeah. One misconception, and I'm just bringing this up. Um, so that way, if, especially if we do have, um, well, I just want to clear something up. So um, Pam made an interesting point about not needing the light on with reading a book. But so what's interesting, though, is like, okay, I do have light perception. I can't see colors. I understand gotcha. that colors are like different gotcha. shades of light. And so especially as a kid, I still liked to have the light on because, and even today, this is true, I am not a big fan of the dark. Yes, a yeah. blind person who is not a big fan of the dark. No, I'm um, with you, Herbie. I am the exact same way. You. <laughs> and I like the dark. So. Okay, yeah. well, maybe people don't I can like the take dark. Either you, one. You I okay. can take either one. But. Um, so I would be, it would be a loss to me if I lost, didn't have my light perception. I could get used to it, but... Um, <sighs> I do have, you know, it's something I should, you know, I take for granted, but I actually, so I'm not a big fan of the dark, but I mean, I could still <laughs> definitely navigate in it. So, um, you know, a lot of misconceptions, though, about blind people is how we react to light. And um, so I just wanted to clear that up that uh, we are not all the same in that respect, but uh so, but that is a great point there. And in contrast to you there, uh, Pam, I do actually prefer talking books and, uh, over reading. Oh, yeah. A, a lot time, of people but, do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Pam. All right. Who do we well, thanks, have Pam. next? Thanks. Next, we have Desi. Desi, you may unmute. Welcome, Desi. Hey, Desi. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. Yeah, this is this has been so interesting to me. I also have been blind since birth. Um and I, if I ever did have light perception as a child, it was very iffy, um, you know, that the doctor would sometimes shine the light in my eye and he would ask me to tell him when it was on or when it was off, that kind of thing. And I could, I could do that more times right than wrong, but we really always kind of thought maybe it was the heat <laughs> from the light that I them yeah more than than actually seeing the light and i will say to you that unless there is very very bright light coming in like sunlight or you know something of that nature um i really can't tell the difference between light and dark i mean if i'm right. sitting here in the in my house and all the power goes off unless i hear a sound of things going off i would have no idea Right. It makes no difference to me. But that isn't really what I was going to talk about. One thing that I was going to say is that I do think that even though it is, I would guess, much harder to lose your sight later in life, I do think that people who have been sighted before have the advantage of having seen things before having seen how rooms are laid out, you know, where we, we have to go from piece of furniture to piece of furniture and eventually we can put the whole thing together, but they can stand and, you know, look around a room and they get a whole picture of the room, which is something we never get the first time around. Um, it takes a long time to develop those things. Yeah. And I think that, that they also have the advantage 
of um, even sometimes in wayfinding, walking around, that, you know, if you give them a set of directions, I think they sometimes understand them better than we do, first off, because they've seen so many things around them. And they've seen how streets are laid out and, you know, they've, they've seen how curb so you think cuts they have a are visual built and they've got a whole visual context to go with. And I do think um, that that is one area where, where they have the advantage. Um, so one thing I just want to offer in a, in a counter opinion to that, um, I think with both blind and sighted people, it really depends a lot on how you use your skills. I'll give you a great example. Like, um, Sighted people are not always aware of what's right in front of them. At our university, for instance, we have several banks of elevators. And I was working with sighted people that um, I was talking to some sighted people once. And the path they took, they literally went past this one bank of elevators. And according to them... They didn't even know they existed, which would have taken them right a lot more quicker path to where they wanted to go. So I think sometimes uh, there's a lot more involved with how you use your sight with spatial awareness and as a blind people. And but sighted people, uh, I'll give you another interesting example real quick of how I think they do rely on their sight more and why it affects I remember my uncle, so my uncle and I, you know, we tease each other a lot. Um, So a couple, and he's fully sighted. So a few years ago, he was talking about blindfolding me in an elevator. And I I forget why, but that's irrelevant. And he's, and I uh, said, okay, yeah, go ahead. It wouldn't affect me. And he was like, well, how do you know what direction you're going? And it's like, whoa, so wait a minute, you rely on your sight to tell you your sense of direction? (laughs) Um, that was very, I, I did not, I mean, I don't know if all sighted people are like that, but that was very revealing to me. And so I think that if they know, if they were, I, I think it really depends on the person and how they use their skills. And that's just my thought on it. Um, but I think blind people, again, some people have more spatial awareness than others. Um, Chanel and I react a lot different in sometimes the same mobility type situations. Um, and it's very interesting trying to describe Desi, your comments about light perception and heat, you know, it reminded me of how I sometimes have, uh, you know, even though we're both blind, I have different to, because I have light perception, you know, explaining the light to Chanel sometimes. So So if I could jump in here real quick, I I have, uh, (laughs) I want to give an opinion on this also. Um, Go right ahead. So Desi reminded me of something, and I, I think it sort of relates to what she's saying, that uh, for some people who were sighted for a long time and then lost their sight, I've noticed, um, for instance, those who, when you're cleaning your house, for instance, like I'll give you an example, mopping or vacuuming. Um, for me, I'm just speaking for me, some blind people who've been blind from birth, it's pretty, you know, they get it. They get the visual concept right. or the spatial concept. Um, but for me, I've always kind of struggled with that where I've noticed some friends who lost their sight later in life and they've done that all their lives. So it's a lot easier for them because they can visualize it in their mind. So I think that's kind of, you know, an advantage too. Yep. And definitely. All right. Well, we have been talking a lot here and I know we've got way more raised hands. So who do we have next? Chanel, you were muted. 
Sorry, next we have Jamaica. And so Jamaica, you may unmute. Yes, this is Jamaica Miller. I'm from Athens, Georgia, and I have been blind since birth. My um, advantage is about um, about making sure that that there is a that there is a schedule a same schedule for me, basic oh, mostly for the for the di- for the different days of the week. I really enjoy having a schedule put together for me because it just means a lot to me. And with Braille, I had a really hard time with it, and um, and spatially, 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 I had a really hard time with spatialness as well. And so um, that's one of the reasons why I have helpers that come in to assist to assist me, and that's one of the reasons why the helpers are basically doing, um, um, basically doing sighted guide with me when I go, when I go out in the, in public. So, um, I, so that's my, sorry, but that's nope, my. No, you're, you're, you're good. Oh no. You, you just made me think of something. So a lot of blind, you know, sighted people will say, oh, you blind people have to be more organized than us. And, you know, for, you know, I've always been thinking, well, they've actually never seen my apartment, but, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, maybe or, for, what? Or Belinda's office. <laughs> well, yeah. now at least I'm talking about myself here. I'm not bashing anybody no, I'm, else. So. I'm, I'm agreeing with him because he knows. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I'm more organized on the computer than I am physically in terms of uh, yep. you know, where stuff yep. is. So, um, but that's but then Jamaica, you uh, definitely have to you do things a different way where you do need that organization. It sounds like you need a schedule for your day to day activities and. Um, no, that can really help you regulate your life in ways that uh, maybe you could, maybe you're even more productive or have the ability to be than some of us that were, you know, going from project to project, going vroom, vroom, vroom. So, yeah, right. well, well, I, I do have to do things slowly, but right. I, but I do, but I do them, you know, where where we don't have to go zoom, zoom, zoom from one activity to another, but I do things slowly, so. Okay. Well, slow and steady wins the race, as the tortoise told the hare one time. So, Jamaica, we are glad you're here and you share with us. Indeed. Yep. Jamaica specifically asked me about this call last night, so I know she was super excited to hear that we'd returned. So, on the uh, friend circle, so which is another great call hosted by Cindy. But we're glad to have you, Jamaica, and we're glad to have everybody on here. And I believe we only have three or four raised hands, so there's plenty of room for you. And Chanel, who do we have next? Next, we have Lynn. Lynn, you may unmute. Hey, Lynn, welcome. Oh, no. Hello. Hello. Uh, Well, I'm one of these older people, and I hope you don't mind. I'm 69, and I grew up in the Dark Ages. What can I say? That's okay. <laughs> anyway, I learned Braille as a child, and I was a pre- I was one of those preemies because I was a twin. I was only two and a half pounds, and I taught Braille too. And I can tell you, my husband who died five years ago, he was he was adventitiously blind. I'm congenitally blind, and one of the things I I always thought about being congenitally blind is I think we're more resourceful personally. I really do, because sometimes you have to think of of things outside of the box, and I think. They're pretty good at that kind of stuff. I've, you know, I'm okay at mobility, but you know, we're always told that we, you know, people who are blind before five don't have a visual memory, and I, I used to get 
lost sometimes, especially with my guide dogs, which I don't have right now, but um, I've had five. And, you know, I just think that now I'm more scared to walk than I used to be when I was younger. I would go anywhere, who cares, you know, and I just walk. But, you know, I moved here during the pandemic, so it's one of those things uh, to Olympia, Washington. But, you know, I do think that um, people kind of, um, you know, think that you're stupid when you're blind and they think those things and, you know, I'm getting a PhD and I was just, just finished my week nine stuff. So I said, oh, good, I can get on the blind from birth call. But uh, I, I didn't, th- I don't, th- I made it on your first call, Herbie. I didn't, don't think I made it on the second call. Um, I don't know what happened, but I probably was too busy or something, but but um, I know well, that's that, okay. You're here now. That's what matters. <laughs> yep. And I think, and one of the things that I think about people praying over you, and I'm Jewish, you know, it's like, you know, okay, never mind. I don't need that. You know, I, 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 I don't think. And one of the questions that I think we should explore in this uh, group is, would you, if somebody could say that you could see tomorrow, would you do that? And yes, that is definitely a great question. And I don't yeah. think. And I don't think I would want to be able to see because, every, you know, I've done all the, I used to teach, well, I wish I, w- I used to teach computers in Braille in Alaska and um, for about four years. And I can tell you that people have a very hard time, right? My husband learned Braille, but he never learned it to read it. He learned it just for like, you know, writing down phone numbers or, you know, right. that kind of stuff, and, but not for literary Braille. So, you know, I think that knowing Braille and, and I'm really shocked that some people don't like braille but and then i i do like light i don't like being in the dark too much although i'm not sure always when the light is on i do have also uh herbie have light perception but when i was growing up in the 60s i could see shadows and um that was kind of i never saw colors or anything like that i had right i had a a bike with a bike with training wheels when i was about three or four and uh, stuff like that so that's what I have to say. Okay. Well, you know, one thing I like to do myself, and here's another great use for Braille if you're a smartphone user. I am an avid Braille screen input user on my phone. That is the easiest way to write. So even if people, you don't like to read Braille, learning how to write in Braille can really help the smartphone experience, in my opinion. But uh, that's, uh, I guess, uh, more appropriate for the uh, Braille Revival League. Um, but, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you, Lynn. And, you know, we, we, we don't care what your age is. Uh, we want people of all experiences. Yeah, exactly. Old, yes. yep. I think, you know, like Belinda and you know, myself, I'd say we kind of like straddle the middle ages, so to speak. You know, I was born in 83. And so my school experience was not actually, it didn't, I, I got exposed to technology later on in school as opposed to um, right off the get-go. So, you know, I've kind of experienced a little bit of uh, both worlds in some respects. Um, so, all right. Well, thank you, Lynn. And who do we have next? The next person we have is Gloria. Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Hello. Hey, Gloria. This is the first time I've been in this group. Um, and I have, I have no computer. I'm using my iPhone. And I am, like the last speaker, a blind since birth, but I'm even older than she is. I'm 71. And um, I think that we do develop our senses, but as we age, we our senses age just like anybody else's do, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, that's all, true. The things that we, all the things that we counted on may not be as sharp as they were when we were younger. And as for the comments of sight loss 
etc. I think that we have a sight deprivation. Um, I am unusual, I think. Uh, I feel like I'm an artist and I would have loved to have seen things around me so that I would have those concepts and be able to make 3D drawings, etc. Sculpture does not do it for me. I wish I had a visual concept of all those things around me. People ask me, would I like to see my children? I say, I know my children. That's not really important to me. What I would like to see is sunrises, sunsets, clouds, things that I can't touch. All right. So I want to definitely... Um... Let's uh, so guys, for those of you that want to talk about uh, seeing, you know, that's going to be a whole nother topic that we will get to. So, um, we will definitely include that as a future question by all means. You know, we do have this call twice a month. Um, I do have some interesting schedule stuff coming up in August, but we're gonna try to get to one or two calls in. And, um, but we will definitely, and then things should normalize again in September for sure. But uh, I will definitely make sure that question is included. So, um, thank you for that, Gloria. And, um, who do we have next? All right. Next, we have Bob. Bob, you may unmute. Hey, Bob. Hello. Hi, everybody. Yeah. So, um, I think definitely it's definitely, I feel like if you're born blind, you're, you know, you're used to it and like, um, it just becomes a part of who you are. Um, I like, I think there are definitely some things that I would like to, uh, that are definitely some things that I feel like I struggle with, but, um, I feel like, you know, and I, I don't like the question of, of was it hard to 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 learn Braille because, well, I didn't really learn print, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. Um, yes. Well, you know, one of the questions I was thinking of for this call later on, so, you know, just giving an idea of thinking about this is, um, you know, are we treated as equals? And, you know, just I think what the whole thing with learning Braille is like people get offended when I mention that because I think that, you know, sometimes they want to see us as struggling because they, they think on their own minds, oh, it'd be so hard to be like that if I lost my sight. But again, they're looking at it from the perspective of losing something as to, and it prevents them from understanding our world. But uh, we'll, we'll go into my complaints about sighted people another time. So <laughs> let's um, but I, I I totally get what you were saying there, Bob, because it, it is rather, um, you know, I want them to understand what our life was like. But maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's one of those situations where it's almost better to be diplomatic. But then is it better to be diplomatic or educate people? So um, anyway, those are questions we will t be talking about in the call, I can assure you, at some point. So thank you for that, Bob. And uh, who do we have next? Would you like me to skip over people who have already gone before? Yes. If yes. Right. yes please. Please. Yes. Okay. The next yeah. person we have is Anna. Anna, you may unmute. Welcome, Anna. And guys, if we get to, if we have time at the end, we will get to you if you've already gone before. But we want to give new people a chance first. Okay, Anna. So, <laughs> this is Anna, and I 
was born without my eyes. Um, that's an eye condition called anophthalmia. And so, I mean, I, I didn't go to blind school per se, but it was, um, I went to school with uh, blind kids and with people in, in the wheelchair. And I don't know, I have, I have prosthetic eyes at, at the moment and I had surgeries for, um, so that the prosthetics could get in because my eyes were pretty much glued shut. So, um, mm. so, else? yep. So our, our, and our main <laughs> question is, I don't know if you came in at the beginning or not. Um, no. Uh-uh. Okay. So our main, que- well, actually I'll give Wayne the honors. Wayne, would you the like to repeat qu- the question? Yep. The main question is, uh, what are some advantages that a blind person from birth may have over a sighted person or over a sighted person has lost their vision later on in life? Hmm. That's a, that's a good, um, probably, um, the, the hearing I would say, because my mom's always like, she always tells me, well, you can, you can hear better because she tries to sneak up on me. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I, I notice you. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But, you know, I'm just going to say this and, uh, you know, the advantage of having prosthetic eyes like yours, you know, if you really wanted to, you could pop your eyes oh, out and, you know, you could say, hey, hey, you made my eyes pop out of my head or B, you could put your eye on somebody and say, hey, I've got my eye on you. <laughs> oh, yes. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, <Wow>. um... <laughs> Oh, I'm not taking responsibilities if you do any of this stuff. Control your husband. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, this is gone, gone. Anyway, yes, so we just okay. That, 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 you know. Um, <laughs> let's. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Cindy. On, yeah, a, on that note. <laughs> Who do um, we have next, Chanel? Yes, who do we yes, have Chanel, next? Chanel, amen. The next person, area code 413, ending 329, you may unmute. Welcome. Hi, uh, my name is Lori. I'm calling from Springfield, Massachusetts. Hi. Welcome, Lori. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. I think I was on this call one other time, but um, anyway, thank you for having me. Oh, we're glad to have you, and uh, we hope you'll keep coming back. Uh, thanks. Um, as far as, well, one one thing that uh, I probably mentioned on a previous call was that I was born with toxoplasmosis, which caused my retinas to be scarred and congenital cataracts. And so for the longest time, and I still do to some extent, I took things literally that people would tell me like, do you see what I mean? Or, you know, expressions like, do you see what I mean? Or... Um, you know, right. if, if I if I filled my bowl with, uh, say, um, soup or whatever, uh, I would always think that the the soup took the shape of the bowl. Yes. It really doesn't. It really does. I don't think it does. But that's how I saw it. You know. Uh, and, Technically, uh, liquid takes the shape of whatever it, it is in, but it, it, liquid doesn't have a shape at the same time. So yeah. It's yeah, but uh, the way the way it filled the bowl or cup or whatever, I thought, oh, this is fascinating, you know. But um, as far yes. as travel compared to now, uh, I traveled better. However, it didn't help that my optician ground my prescription lenses to the strongest prescription, where 
every time I walked through a doorway, I felt that the doorway was slanted and I felt out of balance, off balance. And um, I didn't get my first cane till I was 14. So I walked around our block like I owned the place. And how I did not bump into things that, that much without a cane is beyond me. It, you know, Echolocation, and, uh, probably. It kind of, no, I didn't even hear about that stuff until much later. So nobody mm. ever trained me on that. Nobody even ever blindfolded me until I went to my first blind school. Okay, or my, wow. I should say my second my second blind school, and um, but um, a lot of times on one particular uh, uh, job anyway, uh, my supervisor would direct me where she wanted me to go to do a certain job, and she would point and say, "Go over there and do whatever the job was." Oh dear, and I well, hate that. And yes. To this day, I still hate that because I wish you know the public, and no offense to the public, but I wish that they would give more specific directions. Turn right, walk straight, stop. Well, I, yeah, okay, so I, I'm not trying to cut you off, but we've got 14 minutes and at least three hands that's, raised. That's one, thing, one thing I do want to point out, though, is where it really can get problematic for me is sighted people sometimes don't know their left from their right, so even when they do give specific directions, you have to sometimes, it's almost better if you can get them just to face the way they want you to go rather than telling you just because they could actually tell you left when they mean right. Um, so, but I, you know, saying terms like over there, but I don't, I'm not sure how much I've actually encountered that myself, but um, it, that it is irritating when you need to get wrong directions. And it sounds like Lori, you have some fascinating stories to tell us about your life growing up. And I'm hoping that our future questions will definitely give you some uh, more great opportunities so thank you for your participation. And who do we have next? Next, we have Anne's iPhone. So, Anne. Uh, let me send it again. Anne, there we go. You may unmute. Uh, uh, did you mean me or another? Yes. yes. Cause, okay. <laughs> okay. I guess that's like three or four. <laughs> okay. Um, so what somebody was talking about with color and spatial uh, orientation issues, made me think about something. Um, I can visualize color based on, you know, what I've read or just, you know, heard, you know, described to me or whatever. But when I'm crocheting and I'm looking at different, and I'm testing out different yarns, and I know this may be wrong to some people, but I go by texture rather than color. And yes, um, to make this really quick, I do have spatial disorientation. If there aren't sound cues or um, tactile cues around me, I will get totally lost, even in my own backyard. Right. Now, I'm just curious. Why do you say going by texture might be wrong? I'm, I'm just curious. Well, no, I'm asking. thinking in the sighted, uh, not for us, but um, for the sighted right. world, people would say, oh, no, that color doesn't match that. Well, no, it may not. But I'm, <laughs> I'm more looking right. at texture than color, you know? Yeah, I've had a few arguments with uh, my sighted mom sometimes on color matching things, um, and yeah. Oh, well, that like, could be a whole topic for it. It could <laughs> be. It, yes. It, yes. All right. Well, thank you, Anne. And uh, who do we have next? Okay, we're going to actually go to Anne's iPhone again. Oh, so who do we have? The la- I'm, conf- I'm sorry, I'm confused. The one we had was Anne Harrison Barnes, or she could be in here twice oh yeah no i see Anne harrison barnes and Anne's iphone so okay i didn't so Anne, you may unmute the Anne's iphone um 
All right. Otherwise, we had... Oh, hello? No, I said let's move on. All right. We had Jamaica, and I may have accidentally lowered her hand, so... um, I am... Uh, I am unmuted. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, I wanted to tell Anna that I have the same eye condition as she does. So hopefully the two of us will end up in a in a in a in a in a friendship circle maybe together where we can talk about it. Because I like definitely. To talk more well, about if you it. both come to the uh, both of Sunday's calls, the Tuesday morning one and the coffee cl- neighborhood coffee clutch which is at 11 a.m. Eastern, and the Friendship Circle, which is on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, then um, that will definitely increase your likelihood of uh, you two ending up in the same room. So that is totally cool. All right, and um, all right, totally cool. Okay, who do we have next? All right, so now we do have, oh, well, okay, Anne's iPhone is still raised, um, and I'm sending her the allow to talk again. Oh, there we there we go. Anne, you may unmute. I was pr- a preemie, and um, I've never had sight, and I really think it's easier. I agree. I really think it's easier if you've never had sight because you learn how to do things the way that works for you, not the way that somebody else would think that might work for you. You do what works for you and somebody who would lose their sight later in life might do it completely in a different way and would not necessarily understand why you do it the way you do it. But you have your own way of doing things and you learn it that way, maybe as a young person and maybe you always do it that way. Totally. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Yep. I was just waiting oh. for you to be done. So. Oh, okay. And then um, Braille, I've always used Braille. And so, I mean, I agree with Pam. I'd much rather read a book in Braille than a talking book. Because actually what happens with that is people in talking books are fine for some people, but you don't learn to spell from a talking book. No, you do not. And um, I mean, that is why they invented spell check. But I do agree that as one this as a talking book reader, I actually do agree with you that that is a disadvantage is you not only don't get the spelling, but you don't get to see sentence structure. Um, My mind just wanders too much if I read Braille long term. And that's my problem. But, um, you know, I will read Braille menus. I can read Braille, but it's not that I can't, but, you know, my mind wanders. Well, the and, menus are so long yes. that it would take me forever to read through a menu, and we don't even know if it's up to date. No, well, sometimes you can see at the top when it was published, and uh, I don't want to get off topic here, but, um, yeah. you know, I, I like to use smartphone apps whenever possible now, but... Um, like I said, I like to write in Braille more than I like to read in Braille, but definitely good point. All right. Well, thank you, Anne. And Chanel, do we have anybody else? Oh, you are muted. We do Please. not. We do not. All right. Well, thank you, guys. And Lynn, Wayne, do you guys have any final comments? Wayne, you've been especially quiet. I just, I'm letting the community do their talking. You know, that's why. Yep. Okay. But I the, would rather, one thing I will say, I'd rather read a Braille book than a talking book. Because when, like you, Herbie, you said when you read Braille, your mind wanders. Heck no, when I'm reading a talking book, my mind will wander because when you're reading Braille, you have to concentrate on the dots to know what you're reading. Where a talking book, you, your mind can just go way off track real quick. <laughs> yep. Okay. 
Um, and uh, I guess we've introduced a new topic here, Braille or Talking Book. Um, okay, Lynn, you, uh, Belinda, we've got Lynn's, Belinda's, Anne's, Anne's, I can't keep track. I was wondering who Lynn was. Gloria, I'm just all confuzzled today, so don't mind me. Um, anyway, Belinda. No, I actually office. don't really have anything else other than to say that this has been a good topic. And, uh, I mean, it's one of those that you really could go on for hours about, which we don't have time to do, but, uh, I'm just, just glad that we had folks to participate and just contribute their comments and thoughts. And we really appreciate it. Definitely. Second that. All right. Well, we are actually going to end on time today. I just want to say that, you know, I think that, you know, sometimes, you know, we've we've obviously learned that uh, some people do have advantages, and it sounds like one of the chief advantages that I've really picked up on for sighted people that lose their uh, sight later on in life is they do tend to maintain a better visual memory. They may struggle with, like, Braille and stuff, but maintain a special visual memory. So, you know, that is probably the one advantage for the uh, opposite crowd there. But... um and, uh, you know, I guess, uh, you know, so for some of these topics, if you haven't lost your sight later on, if you lost your sight later on in life and you think you have something to contribute, by all means, we'd love to hear your perspective as well, especially on this topic. I will um, we'll t- have another topic, like I said, in a couple of weeks. And uh, we've also got some great calls coming up this evening. If you've not subscribed to our community call schedule, then please email Cindy at community at acb.org so you can stay up to date on all the latest happenings, including when the next Blind Sense birth call is going to occur. I also do a Herbie's Cooking Corner, which will return next Tuesday. It's actually going to be at a later time because of a schedule conflict I have at 7. And we're going to make a, a chocolate chocolate chip cake, though uh, technically, uh, even though it calls for a chocolate cake mix, I guess if you think that's too much chocolate, you could use a... Uh, white cake mix instead so um that's going to be next tuesday at uh that should be next tuesday at 7 p.m central i if i my memory serves correct um so we've got that coming up and thank you chanel for doing a wonderful job as always with your hosting thank you thanks for having me Yes, indeed. And thanks and to everyone for attending. Yes, thanks to everyone attending. And, uh, you know, I guess it's okay to uh, acknowledge Jason, who is our streamer today. And uh, thank you for, you know, putting us out over the uh, ACB radio community there, Jason. We, I definitely do appreciate that and the uh, wonderful support uh, I get from uh, ACB with this call and indeed the community calls in general. So You're welcome.